Hey friend, this is Ryan Thomas. We're so blessed and grateful you're listening to On the Road and supporting Faith Radio. You are quite simply the best and we appreciate you so much. Enjoy the show. Now, what would it feel like to become a nationally celebrated recording artist while you were still in middle school? Today, we're going to talk to somebody who knows the answer. Rachel Lampa burst onto the musical scene with a flourish at just 15 with her debut album, Live For You. It was amazing. And just in case you've forgotten, listen to this. Rachel's extraordinary vocals have led to a long career. Now, she's joining with a remarkable collection of female artists and authors in the brand new Faithful Project, which celebrates God's goodness to women across the Bible to today. And Rachel joins us now. Thank you so much for your time today, Rachel. Welcome aboard. Is today proving to be a good one? It's been great. I'm, um, yeah, I've, I've just had my mom in town for a few days, so feeling all happy from that and just excited to talk about this album. I, I literally have, like, this is kind of my first day of, like, talking about it and, like, really chatting with people about it, so I'm just, yes. like, I'm kind of pumped right now. <laughs> oh, well, what an exciting project. I mean, The yeah. Faithful Project it's a book, it's an album that you participated in extensively yeah. in a live event, and it's all about celebrating God's kindness to women all over the arch of time. Take us a yeah. little bit behind the scenes. How did this all come about? So um, I had um, basically taken a pretty big break from music. I, I did music for from the time I was like 14 till I was, gosh, uh, well, I mean, I've been doing it my whole life. <laughs> I guess I never really stopped. Um, but I did take a little break kind of just from, from getting, you know, putting music out and being kind of up in front and center for um, for a few years. And I, I was starting to kind of test the waters and just seeing how it felt to do music again after um, I had a I had a son um, and he is four now. Mm. And so kind of for the first few years of his life, I just kind of didn't want to, I just wanted to hang with him. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and so, yeah. And so I was like, okay, what's the new version of, of doing this, you know, not full on splitting my time with a, with a little, little kid. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and so when Andrew Osenga, who is, is kind of one of the masterminds behind this project was like, how about you go to a house for three days and write songs with awesome inspirational women about awesome inspirational women in the Bible and about how God was good to them. <laughs> um, would that sound fun? And I was like, yes, that actually sounds like the vacation of a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> and, and also just like the safest place to make music again. Cause I think I had been kind of trying to find, that space too, um, on, you know, how I could really tell my stories and, um, and kind of, you know, in a, in a, in a good environment. And so this kind of checked all the boxes. Um, so I was kind of, kind of just showed up and was like, all right, I haven't done this in a while. I haven't, mm. you know, sat down and like written songs, um, in a long time. And yeah. immediately it was just like arms wrapped around you and just, uh, it was like the easiest thing in the world, the most natural thing in the world to do. So it was great. Well, I saw some of the photos uh, from that writing session and the room is full of just some of the brightest minds and biggest hearts 
among Christian in ministry and music. And I can't even, I really can't even do the whole list, but just off the top of my head, I mean, Ellie Holcomb, Amy Grant, Jeannie Owens, Christy Knuckles, Sarah Kroger, just to name a few. There are so many incredible people involved in this. I mean, what was it like working with them? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just, I, you know, a big piece that was missing from my, my earlier years of doing music was like all the women, (laughs) you know, I didn't, I didn't get to work with women at this capacity. I, I was, it was kind of here and there. So it's so awesome to have, um, the opportunity to just like, just surround myself with women, you know, um, in this time of like trying to find my voice again and trying to, um, yeah, just like make sense of music and all that goes with that. Um, to be able to do it with like sisters and mothers and um, and daughters was just like the most the perfect the perfect scenario. I'm also like I've I've worked with Amy Grant a lot in my life, but I'm also still like a super fan. <laughs> so I I was uh, I definitely was like a giddy dork with her um, <laughs> as usual. Um, and then, yeah, and then I met some, like, new voices and new, like, yeah, like, writers and stuff in this in this industry. And I was just, like, so blown away. Um, Jess Ray I got to write with. Um, Trulia Newbell was, is also an author that, that jumped in on some writing sessions. And she ended up, like, writing a lot of the songs. I saw um, that. Yeah. And Sandra McCracken I've known for a long time. Um, so that is always, like, just this, like, she's, like, the perfect balance of, like, just lighthearted, like sweetness slash like depth, like to the depth kind of person. You can just go anywhere with her. Um, so that was fun writing and singing with her also. So just, I mean, I, I could like go on and on. I just literally could just gush about every girl on this, on this project. Um, they're all amazing. Uh, well, just in reading about it, I saw a description. I think that Amy Grant did have of just really, looking at the stories of so many female biblical characters again, and just really uh-huh. just trying to put yourself in their place, you know, to the best that you can. And yeah. as, as part of that process, I mean, one thing that I couldn't help reflecting on for so much of the history of the Bible, I mean, women really were treated as second class citizens by the society, yeah. but they never were with God. Oh, it is so, it was the easiest thing to do. Honestly, it was like the second you cracked open the Bible and you started reading about these women, you were just like, I know that God is going to show up in a big way. When you hear, when you hear like a woman's name in the Bible, you're like, something big's about to happen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He gave so much honor and so much power and purpose to women um, in, in a time where, like, like you said, second class citizens, like, like no, there was no, there was no voice for them. There was no place for them in this culture and this, this culture that the Bible was written in. Um, and it was just like the easiest thing to do to just like dive into their stories and be like, Oh, yep. I feel that. Yep. Felt Mm. that one. Yep. I know exactly what that's like. Um, I also, I work with a lot of women in jail and in prisons and that's kind of what I've been doing for the past over 10 years. Um, even when I wasn't putting out music. So to be able to see their stories and uh, connect to women in the Bible, um, and, and also, you know, like all the stories of us writers and stuff, just telling our, our stories. It's like, we're, we are all, we are 
like it's, it's never been more ob- obvious that we are like children of God, like the stories that we all have to tell and the way that they weave throughout each other's stories, um, even all the way back um, to when the Bible was written. You just see God being like, yep, gonna, I'm going to be there. I'm there. I'm there for that. I'm in this. I'm not only in this, but I'm like, you know, the, the song that um, that I wrote on here called Call Upon Him is um, about the slave girl getting freed from um, for basically a spirit over her, a spirit of fortune, fortune telling is kind of how they, how they say it. But she, um, she was a slave um, and she was set free just from Paul speaking, speaking God's name over her and getting thrown in jail for doing that. Paul ended up, you know, getting this entire prison set free <laughs> um, because God sent an earthquake. So it's like when some when somebody gets set free, the the earth the literal earthquake that follows is just like the coolest thing to watch in mm. such like yeah such a beautiful display of God's power and faithfulness. Man, what a great way to put it. Rachel Lampa is with us today on the road for Faith Radio. The Tremendous recording artist involved with The Faithful Project. What what an effort this is. A book, an album, and a live event all celebrating God's kindness to women throughout time. And I believe everything drops simultaneously pretty much on May the 1st. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. It's a big day. <laughs> yeah, and you can, I think you can actually like, because a lot of people have been like, well, where can you get it? Where can you? I'm like, yeah. I think actually if you just go like, to, if you just go to like the faithful like Instagram, you can get the whole bundle of like everything that oh, there is to offer in one. So <laughs> I'm I, I should remind people of that because I'm like I keep answering all these questions. I'm like I think there's one place for everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. Oh well, I can't resist asking you uh, just a little bit about the beginning to your extraordinary journey because mm. this is really something that happens to you when you're really even before 15. But it's 15 years old when that first album, Live For You, comes out. And just tremendous success. I mean, this, and I, as I mentioned to you before we turned the microphone on, we were born in the same year. And so I remember it very well (laughs) as a fan of your music and CCM music. I mean, the voice that you had and Mm -hmm. the, the incredible, incredible quality of that voice and just the, the charisma and the heart you had for Jesus. The success, when you have that kind of success at 15 years old, I mean, is that a lot to handle or are you just so young that you don't even know that it's a lot to handle? Yeah, I, I, the, the, the latter. <laughs> I think I just was, I think part of it has to do with, you know, the incredible people that surrounded me and my mom and my brother and my, and my dad and just, you know, people who were who were looking out for me, me, <laughs> um, they really helped keep it fun and light and, mm. um, kind of about the main thing, which is, which is God, which is just like enjoying it was, it was spreading God's love, but they also was like receiving God's love and receiving the fact that he's given me this, this great and fun opportunity to just like enjoy him and meet cool people and enjoy his earth that he created. And, um, so from, you know, I, I, I have a kid now, so I'm just like, Oh my gosh, I can't imagine, (laughs) you know, a little 14, 15 year old. But, um, but if there was a way to do it, I think, I think they, they, you know, my family and my, my management and all that, they helped me do it the right way. Um, Mm. and keep it really fun and sweet. And, uh, I wasn't paying much attention to, 
success or numbers or anything like that. So wow. I, uh, yeah, it was really fun. Uh, just a couple more questions about that, if I can yeah. geek out for just a moment. There are certain it. things about it that I've always read that I've wondered if they were true. The first one is... Oh, my gosh. No, it Uh-oh. sounds like there was this this bidding war, really, which commenced when you were basically discovered in Colorado, this bidding war among all these labels that were trying to get you to sign. Was that essentially the case? So funny. I mean, I guess so. I mean, <laughs> it's hard to, like... <laughs> It's hard to, like, know, again, like, I was kind of just, I was just given, you know, bits of information that I needed to, to have at the time. Of course. Because I was literally, I was, like, in eighth grade. <laughs> oh, my word, um, yeah. But, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess that's what they called it back back then, you know, when the multiple labels were, were wanting to sign me, I guess. It's so, it's weird to talk about now because it's yeah. not really how it goes anymore. There was no, like, social media back then. There was no, like you know, uh, you know, you couldn't just like put yourself on YouTube and, you know, like blow up that way. Like the only option was to get like a big record deal. Um, so yeah, we had, we had some offers and I guess that, that's what some would call it. (laughs) I love how humble you are that you can't even confirm those, those phrases. (laughs) I love it so much. Well, and then oh, it's so funny. The other thing that I read quite a bit about at the time, there really was this moment where you, and Stacey Rico just kind of came on the scene together and just kind of took the world by storm. And what was so fascinating about that, of course, the reporting was that you were quite close friends as well. I was just wondering if that was the case and uh, if that relationship has continued, if so. Yes, um, it's true. We we met, um, you know, on a festival show that we were doing together and I think, you know, we, we assumed like we were supposed to be like competition and, you know, like, don't, yeah, don't, don't, don't play on my show. Exactly. It, yeah. it was, it was the exact opposite. We were like, I'm obsessed with you. You love all the things that I love. We are going to be friends forever. And, <laughs> and it was, it's true. We, we talk like once a week. Um, we are in each other's weddings. Aww. We, um, yeah, we are, our kids are remotely growing up together and yeah it's like a it's it's been like one of the mo- the most beautiful friendships in my whole life so yeah Man. it's all true well that's lovely thank you for letting us geek out with you rachel that's so nice of you <laughs> those are those are fun questions <laughs> okay so the thing that uh, really is the case with you and and of course your humility you didn't point this out earlier but in addition to the incredible solo career that you've had and in addition to these amazing years that you've spent uh, with your family uh, raising your kiddo you also have toured and done vocals for some of the biggest names in mainstream recording music as well Uh, people that we would know just on a first name basis uh, not because we know them, yeah. just because they're so famous. <laughs> but <laughs> the question I have about that, when you're that close to some of the biggest fame and biggest fortune in the world, is it difficult to stay grounded? Oh, you know what? I, 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 those are the times where I am reminded more of God than ever. Um, I don't, I, I feel like those are the times when I'm just like, so grateful, so like, so in awe, so just like that, that knowing that like God is, 
in control and in everything. Some of the artists that I've traveled with aren't, aren't Christians, and it's just been so fun to like share some fre- like the fresh love of God with them, like answer questions, but also just like you know, just like freely talk about my love for Jesus, you know, with mm. people who don't agree, and um, that's like that's when like I, I feel like. Uh, God comes alive again for me over and over because I'm just, I'm basically just like reminding myself of his love constantly. Um, and it's, um, so I, you know, I haven't, I don't, I don't feel like, I, I don't feel like there's, I guess the stereotype of like when you work in mainstream music that you, you know, you don't, you're not as strong of a Christian. Right. <laughs> it's, it's been the opposite for me. <laughs> wow. Wow. So cool. Well, uh, Rachel Lampa, thank you so much uh, for your time today. Of course, yeah. the Faithful Project, the book, the album, the live event, all coming on May the 1st. And you said one of the best places to find the whole one-stop shop is going to be Instagram, right? I think so. I think you go you go to the Faithful Project Instagram or my Instagram. It's all in the bio, all that, all that good stuff. Um, very easy to find anywhere, I'm sure. <laughs> anywhere that faith, faithful is mentioned, you can find it. Um, but yeah, go. Yeah, I would go to the Faithful Project. That's the handle on Instagram. Marvelous. Uh, well, yeah. congratulations on the new effort. I know it's going to be such a blessing to so many. And thanks again for just taking the time to go through your story with us. It is truly one of a kind. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to On the Road. Programming like this happens because of your incredible support. You can learn more about partnering financially at MyFaithRadio.com. And we'd be so glad to connect with you during the week on social media. Just search for On the Road with Ryan Thomas on Facebook. And our Twitter handle is at OnTheRoadRyan. Until next time, God bless you, my friend.